Hello, everybody. Welcome to Attitudes with Andy. Thank you so much for being here. This is the place where we get to learn and grow together from the incredible guests that we have on. If you guys are watching, you can see we're back in the studio after having two months away. So I'm very excited. And today... We have Alicia Isaacs. Is it Isaacs? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> and she is an influencer, a TikToker, you name it, she does it. She also does some modeling. Um, but today I'm very excited because we're going to be delving into what it is like to be a full-time influencer, um, the behind the scenes, how she built her beautiful community and so much more because she has a very special story to tell. So I'm very excited for this. So welcome to the podcast. Thank Thank you so much for having me. No worries. I was like really staring at that camera. Um, now I'm going to be looking at you. So you have like over 400,000 followers across Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I think I have um, just under 330 on TikTok and then over 100 on Instagram. Just casually. <laughs> I love that. So that is so many people and you post really good like dancing videos and funny videos and as I said before, I got into a bit of a scroll hole watching your content. <laughs> I was like, this is good. This Thanks. is making me smile. Um, so first of all, when did you kind of start posting? Like how did this all happen? Oh, good question. Um, so it started back – so I'm originally from New Zealand – so I grew up in Christchurch, New Zealand um, as a dancer. I've always, like, my dream was to be a full-time dancer, maybe on a cruise ship or backup dancing, anything to do with dancing. Um, so I moved to Australia, moved to the Gold Coast in the start of 2020. That was to pursue full-time dancing. I've studied for a year. Um, so I, yeah, moved over by myself at 17 um started dancing full-time and yeah I completed the year but obviously that was year of COVID so a lot of stuff happened <laughs> in that year um including my own health issues I think it all started to go downhill maybe like March March of 2020 um I I've had juvenile arthritis since I was four years old so I've been on and off a lot of um harsh medication stuff that they use for like chemotherapy and anything to suppress my immune system. Um, yeah, if you don't know about arthritis, it's an autoimmune disease and it's in most of my joints. So it means that my joints flare up, they get swollen and sore and um, I can't walk or move. So, so you can't dance? No, pretty much. So <sighs> that was kind of the, the start of it. So I had been off my medication for a while because it makes me feel sick. I never want to be on it yeah um, so I'd been off my medication but obviously full-time dancing was a lot for my body um and couldn't really handle being off the medication and dancing full-time so I had a massive flare-up um where I couldn't attend full-time dancing which actually happened to be during COVID so that was great timing because it meant that you know I didn't actually have to be in the studio which was good um but that's kind of when everything started so every, they say everything happens for a reason. So I started a – well, I started cooking. I was vegan at the time for my arthritis. Um, and I just started creating recipes in the kitchen in my spare time in lockdown. And I – yeah, I started just like kind of taking photos of everything. Like I was into taking photos of food and staging it and getting all the backgrounds. And it was like – I was just so – 
I don't know. I had this new passion. I'd never been into cooking and I just started cooking and then I was like, you know what, I want to turn this into a bit of a blog. So started like writing down everything so I could start this blog. And then I was already into fitness and kind of mindset stuff. And then I was like, you know what, I may as well just start a website. So I created a website. It was called The Art of Wellness. Um, I got a team from Brisbane to do a big launch video for me. And um, yeah, so I recorded that video and launched probably two months later. And then from there, everything started. Like, yeah, people people were sharing my stuff. And especially when I launched, I had like 250 of my friends share on their stories and that kind of started a bit. And I was really getting into, you know, just being online and and doing that kind of stuff so I was listening to podcasts and I was getting up for sunrise every day and I was like I was like a robot just doing anything and everything I could to better my mind and you know um yeah so that's kind of where it started and then from there over the years I was getting into more fashion stuff um I'd been modeling since I was five on and off nothing too serious but Obviously, when I was doing social media, I was taking a lot of photos and that turned into more active wear, which then turned into fashion. Um, and yeah, then I, I kind of turned more into fashion and I started varying away f- from health, wellness and fitness. Um, I still love it, but it just wasn't my passion anymore. Um, yeah, and then I was getting invited to events and then just mainly doing Instagram. And then I started doing... Obviously, I'd graduated that end of 2020 and I just started doing Instagram and um, then I started TikTok. So I only actually started TikTok probably six months ago. What? So yeah, I grew my (laughs) platform quite fast. So I was always doing Instagram and always like kind of online. Um, And then one of my best friends, Nate, who I make TikToks with, um, he was just, I spent every day with him anyway and he was already quite big on TikTok and he was like, seriously just get on TikTok like do it and I was like oh I don't know like there was such a stigma around it and I was like nah I'm good and then he was like no you just please do it for a week and just see how it goes and in the first week I think I got like 50,000 60,000 followers oh my gosh Um, and I was like oh it's kind of fun like I just (laughs) because it was growing so fast you know of course I wanted to keep making videos yeah so we spent like all of the the Christmas holidays like creating videos and just like every single day 12 hours like full production just like creating these videos posting five to ten videos a day and yeah it grew really fast and that's pretty much it the rest is history wow yeah so that's kind of like everything in a nutshell everything condensed that is there's so much to unpack there I definitely do want to like go down the path of talking about um, the influence of life. But yep. before we do, yep. I would love to talk about um, your arthritis. Yep. So you have early arthritis. So I have juvenile arthritis. So it, the long name is juvenile idiopathic <coughs> psoriatic arthritis. So it's just like mumble jumble. Um, but basically it means I was diagnosed at a young age. I have arthritis and it's psoriatic arthritis, which is linked to psoriasis, which is a skin condition. So um, my dad has psoriasis, so I got the arthritis side of it. Wow. Okay. And so you say that your medications make you feel Yeah, horrible. they're horrible. Do you still take them? Um, at the moment, no. Hopefully I can stay off it. I actually had a flare-up probably well, 
couple of weeks ago. So I had both knees um, drained and then infused. So they put a steroid into the joint um, and it just means that I can walk and move properly. So if I have that, I can kind of stay off the medication. But um, yeah, don't know for how long. Yeah. So you usually wait until there's a flare up and then you have to do something about it. Yeah. Well, because I was on medication for so long, like 14 years of my life, and then I was kind of on and off it after that. Um, so, yeah, when, when it's bad, I do something about it and then when it's not, I make the most of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy shit. That's such a crazy thing to have such at 20 years old. Yeah. So I was diagnosed properly when I was four, but I think I had it before then. So growing up, it's also because it's a condition that you can't see, it's hard to explain. You know, like I could be running one minute and then on the floor the next and no one could understand why, like they can't see anything's wrong with me. So why why am I in pain and why do I have to sit out of anything and everything? Like I would, in dancing, I would have to sit out or in sports at school because I just couldn't do it. But it, because I could do it yesterday, they don't understand. And maybe I could do it tomorrow. So one day I would just... People would think that, you know, I'd just be playing on it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And especially kids can be so cruel as well. Yeah. So you're just like, no, I swear. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely didn't want to miss out. Like, I wasn't a kid that just purposely wanted to miss out. So it was annoying. But at the end of the day, like, all of the stuff that happened with that got me to, like, where I am now. So, I, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, you seem to have, like, quite a positive mindset around this. <laughs> yeah, I mean... What can you do, really? It's, I think, you know, a lot of people have it worse, a lot worse. You know what I mean? Mine is a physical condition, and I'm grateful that it is it is a physical condition. My brain works. I can talk. I can, just because I'm in pain, like, I can still live a normal-ish life, which I'm very grateful for. And I think, um, you know, it doesn't invalidate what I have, but it just, you know, put it into perspective, and it just makes me, you know bit grateful for what I have yeah. yeah what's it like when you um have your flare-ups and then they put the steroids in and yeah. and, and then fix you and then you're feeling good like what's going through your mind oh so like it, it's obviously awful when I do have a flare-up like I'm in a lot of pain all the time um I can't do things like everyday things you know opening a jar get frustrated I can't even use my fingers properly or really because they're yeah. like yeah so it's in it's everywhere like my toes my ankles knees wrists elbows in my jaw and I have it in my eyes as well so it's a bit random it's called iritis uveitis it's a bit random but um yeah so I have it in a lot of places and it does affect everyday stuff when it does flare up um but my main joints are my knees and my wrist as well so both of my knees and that's really the thing that affects me the most because if they're flared up I can't walk or I can't do things like can't live an active life which gets to my head a bit um, yeah but yeah so I just go in and they drain all the fluid off so they can get anywhere between like 30 and 50 mils of fluid off my knees like it's pretty crazy um and then they just go in with a steroid and yeah inject it right into the joint and then I can't walk for like or it's better to not walk for about a day and then I can run around like it's a miracle, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and uh, but the thing is, the f- downside of that is, if I do have those injections, they're actually really bad for my bones. So they can like the steroid can eat away at your bones and like, you know, make them really weak. So you know, in the long term, 
to have it all the time is really bad for you um you know for like knee replacements and stuff later on but for now in my prime years it's working so just go with that and deal with the rest later (laughs) damn and hopefully by then they'll have maybe made progress with what they can do yeah who knows I mean, my boyfriend is determined that he's going to Turkey to find a cure, so <laughs> maybe he'll be the one that does it. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. So I think medicine's developing. Everything's evolving, really. So who knows? We just got to hope for the best and do everything that we can. Mm. But yeah, I think being vegan helped a lot as well. Um, so it's just kind of like weighing up the pros and cons of everything and deciding the route that I want to go down. Like everyone treats their conditions de- like differently, so... Um, yeah, I think I've got it under control to an extent. I just need to try to not put as much medication in my body and be better with my eating and yeah, just, I think I need to educate myself more as well because I know a lot, but there's so much out there that I don't know Mm. and I could learn, like I can spend the time learning and I will be better for it. So I need to be better at that as well. Yeah. Yeah. You must take your health a lot, lot more seriously than maybe other people because you you have yeah. a reason yeah definitely but I think it, it's like anyone you take your health seriously when it's bad a lot of people you know you do take it for granted when you're well you're well and that's just how it is but the minute you feel sick you you take you know your health you realize you take your health for granted um so it's not really until I have a flare-up that I go oh my gosh like I need to do something about this so yeah I think I need to use all the past experiences as a motivation rather than waiting for it to go bad and then doing something about it. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I do, I do try to look after myself as much as I can. That's so true. We do take our health for granted. Yeah. I love the quote where it's like a happy person wants a thousand things and a sick person just wants one. Yeah. And it's like, It's so sad because at the end of the day with, without your health, you have nothing. Like all you want is your family and friends and yourself well, because life is, so short and that's the only thing that you have like the things the you know you can have as many cars and bags and you know just anything clothes people are so so into what's next and and it's like if you have your health that's that's all you need you know good people around you and your health that's all you could want so yes like I feel like you're a wise soul and you're only 20 (laughs) I love this not only 20 you're 20 (laughs) I'm 20 well I'd like you to say only I'm feeling a bit old (laughs) no (laughs) I can't cope that I'm 20 but it's okay no I'm I'm learning to live with it I feel like I have very high expectations of myself so I wanted to achieve a lot and I think I have like I I'm I'm proud of what I've achieved but like, I want to achieve a lot. Do you know what I mean? I want to be like, wow, you're only 20. Like, that's crazy. But you're only 20. You've done. Why? Yeah. Where, where, where's this come from? Where's this, uh, like, I really want to achieve Yeah, I've lot. just always been like, I want to be successful. And I know that's, like, a big word and you'll never probably feel it in yourself. But for me, like, success is, like, in stages. And I feel like there's a certain stage of success that I wanted to be at. What, what was the stage of success? Um, there's just like a lot of like goals that I want or wanted to achieve, which I'm heading towards, but I haven't achieved yet. Mm. And they're just like little things that I want to do for people. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of things that I need to make happen. So uh, I'm going to do it. It's just I would have loved to be like 
done that at 20. But it's okay. I can do it at 21. That's so fine. That's It's so, it's so chill, guys. <laughs> we got time. You'll hear about it. In a couple of years, you'll yes. know what I'm talking about. Okay. I like it. You're keeping yeah. your your goals close to, your, to, close to you and yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like I that too. It's important to like, you know, not not let everyone know. Like, mm. And it's not that anything's a secret. It's just, you know, if you don't, you work in silence and then you let success be your noise. I think that's like one of my favourite quotes is, you know, the people who are, are gloating about it before it's been done, like how much work's going into it. Like you, you work in silence and success will be your noise. Yes. Yeah. I love that. What's your definition of success? It changes every day. <laughs> it changes every single day. Every day it works. Well, what's <laughs> today's? <laughs> um, I think it's just right now it's happiness. Like that is success for me. Um, because as I said, like that's all you need. Your your family and friends, good people around you and to be happy. Because that in this day and age, the mental health is such a big problem that if you can achieve being happy in your life, whether it's scrubbing the floors somewhere or being a pop star like if you have happiness that's that's all that I could want right now um yeah so I'm definitely on the way to that like I am extremely happy in every area of my life so yeah oh that makes me feel happy (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good definition yeah but I think there's also success in everything you know like what success in your job what success in life and and in relationships and there's different success for every everything in life. So depends what what we're talking about. Yeah, there are little lots of little pockets of life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I yeah. like that. So I'm wondering, uh, it is <clears throat> I think like ten thirty, eleven on a Thursday. Yeah. What's a what's an average day for you look like as a <laughs> that's a good question. It's <laughs> definitely always different. Like, um, I have a lot of work to do, but it's always on my time, which is great. I love it. So um, usually um, my boyfriend leaves, wakes up anywhere between three and five. So he wakes up early, doesn't he? Yeah. He's very hard worker. So yeah, anywhere between three and five, usually I'll be awake, whether I choose to go back to sleep or not <laughs> is another story. But yeah, like, so I like to get up pretty early, um, at least by 6.30, I'd say. Um, go for a little walk, get a coffee or a chai. I love chais right now. Um, and then I go back home. I'll do a bit of scrolling, just try and find some trends on TikTok. Cause every day, obviously for like an hour, I have to go and find what's trending. Ah. Um, so I have a look at that and then do some emails, just make sure that I'm up to date with everything. And then I'll start my checklist and I just put everything that I need to do in a day. And then... Yeah, I go from there. Some days it's filming content or going to an event or, um, yeah, even sometimes I'm just hanging out with my friends or meeting up with new people to network. It's it's always different. Um, sometimes I'm on the construction site. My boyfriend owns a construction company, so I like to go to work with him sometimes oh. and just... Just I don't even know. Just look important, even though I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you get a pink vest? Oh, don't worry. I've requested one. I'm still waiting for it. Uh, you need a pink vest. I've it's requested pink boots, pink vest, and a pink hard hat. But <laughs> note that down. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Um, but yeah. So every day is very different. I don't have a day that's the same. But 
in a day I like to make sure that I've got all my content done. I hang out with my friend Nate. We always film. And then I usually also hang out with my best friend Summer. Um, and she's also a model. She's very well known on the coast and she's amazing at what she does. So, um, yeah, we go and take photos together as well. So all of my network, like all of my closest friends do social media full time. That's cool. So it's nice because we all understand it. Everyone can help each other out, um, you know, even if it is just going and taking photos. Some days I want to take photos and no one else does, but they'll still come and take photos of me and vice versa. So it works really well um, having everyone in there same kind of feel but yeah no that's that's cool because they just yeah they get it they're yeah. not gonna be like oh <laughs> you're like no this is literally my job okay yeah um so <clears throat> you know for the people who aren't in the influencer world especially yeah. maybe like you know maybe parents might be like oh <laughs> these tiktokers just dance around for like they make a seven minute video and yeah. oh no not a seven minute minute they make like a seven 30, second seven second video <laughs> yeah. um each day and that's all they do yeah uh, and they make it seem like you guys don't really like do any work yeah what are your what are your thoughts on that yeah it's definitely not what it looks like okay. like for us like I have different vibes on each platform like on TikTok I'm just crazy I I'm a dancer and I just don't take myself too seriously and. Yeah, whereas on Instagram I'm more modelling and more bit luxury vibes. So yeah, I they're definitely have different. Two aesthetics yeah. going on. Um, but pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work for TikTok. I mean, it's great money, but also you have to stay on top of it. Like I'm filming for at least two to five hours a day, and Damn. that's just you know filming and changing outfits and learning the dances and stuff like that like people underestimate um how much time it does take but on yeah I guess with TikTok my there's a lot of money to be made on TikTok and not many people know like people go well how does it happen you just make a dance but um you can do brand obviously like brand endorsements and you know advertise products or whatever it is whereas there's also sound promos which means I have like four managers. I have one in London, one in America, one in Australia, and one directly through TikTok. So you have they, four managers. Yeah. So those are they all send me jobs um, from like each kind of country or wherever they get jobs from, um, and they're mostly sound promos. So oh. they'll say, "Hey, this artist has just released this song. Here's the rate of the song, and you have creative control." So it means in a day I'll have a checklist and I go, okay, I've got five of these sounds that I have to film and I can create whatever I want. So whether it's I have content already and I want to make a montage to it or I'm going to create a dance to it or a lip sync or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, it's like obviously I have to get all those done in a day because there's deadlines and all that kind of stuff as well as keeping up with the trending ones because the sound promos are the ones that – don't reach as much because obviously it's a new sound. They're trying to get it out. Yeah. It still does great, but it's not like a, a sound that's trending and it just automatically is pushed out to everyone because it's trending. So there's kind of two sides to it. So those, I have to make sure that I've got all of the ones that I need to do and then the sounds that I want to do. Yeah, and the ones that you need to do to keep growing yep. so that you can keep getting the other deals. Yeah. I had a, I was always curious whether um, – the sounds was something that, yeah. that would get 
paid. So can you maybe drop some figures of like what yeah. um, uh, getting paid to promote a sound for yeah, your yeah, account would be? So like mo- mainly the videos are, yeah, I'd say seven to 20 seconds. Um, and the usual rate for a TikTok is like a thousand for a sound promo. <laughs> That's um, so good. So if you have like f- five of those in a day, like you can smash it out and it's amazing. But then also it's inconsistent. Yeah. You know, you stay on top of it. You get five a day and and it's amazing. But what if the, that five is for the next three months? Mm. So you have to, you always have to stay on top of it. Um, but yeah, I'd say like roughly around anywhere between one and $4,000. So have you ever been thousand, paid 4000 for a... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially for like the bigger ones. Um, but it honestly just depends on like the record label or the artist or any anything like that, like or the manager. So they just give you a rate and you can accept or decline it. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much how it works on TikTok. So a lot of, of sound promos, that's the main kind of thing. I think I'm pretty, like I'd say that is a massive chunk of my job is sound promos. Yeah, um, it's probably nicer as well because then you can be more creative with it instead of like yeah. having to promote like a brand. Yeah. Because then it's just like you see it and you're like, oh, well, this is just an ad. Exactly. Like it's more um, genuine. Mm. People are getting genuine engagement because it's not, hi, this is the product. Um, use my code. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, that's very, you know, salesy. So it. It works well and, um, yeah, I mean, I love it as well. It gives me creative control to do whatever I want. So, um, yeah, it's super fun. And then Instagram is just clothing brands or whatever, sending stuff and they'll they'll have a rate and it may be like three, three posts in a month or, you know, we want to do three posts, three reels and – yeah, so it's either just Instagram, just TikTok or all together. So I could have like a deal, like right now I have a deal and I have to do um, three, four TikToks, three posts, three reels, two stories every month. Yeah, wow, for how long? Um, it's three months, it goes in three month contracts. Ah. So you can renew it after three months, but for now like this contract's three months and then, yeah, you like build obviously a good relationship with the brands and you can work with them for a really good amount of time so it really just depends it's always different yeah um but you kind of have like a set rate and then brands will negotiate with you and you just yeah find a find a middle ground yeah I've heard that if they don't try and negotiate the price then you yep. didn't set it high enough <laughs> yeah exactly if, if they say yep you you could have got way more I'm telling you oh okay but, um yeah no it's it's really good I love it What's the highest you've been paid for a brand deal? Oh, the highest I've been paid for a brand deal. Um, probably 12000 I'd say. That's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, that's like pretty good for what it is. <laughs> so, I yeah, as I said, like it's a lot of work, but it also pays off. Mm. So it's like anything really. Like you, you are the owner of your own company, like your personal brand. So... The more you work on it, the more it's going to pay off. Same with in any field. If you own a company and you put in the hours, then it will pay off. So I think people people go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how much that deal was. But 
you don't know how much work's gone in behind the scenes to get that. Yeah, and you're saying how you went like live or like pretty much every single day for yeah, a, a yeah, long time there. Yeah, there was a there. solid chunk where <coughs> I was going live every single day and there'd be like 5,000 people at once just watching us in the living room, um, just dancing and, you know, seeing all the behind the scenes, which they loved as well. And it, they'd comment on, ours, on our stuff like, oh my gosh, I just watched the behind the scenes, this is amazing. So it's cool to, to see that people actually like to watch the behind the scenes and what happens because they only see a snippet. You forget that, yes, you've spent 12 hours doing it, but they only saw seven seconds. Yeah. So when they can watch the behind the scenes, they love it. It's like more of a connection with... Definitely. Yeah, because I suppose that would be something that that you don't get is that intimate kind of getting to know each other. But then with the lives, you kind of do get that. Yeah, definitely. I think with like YouTube that's longer form or podcast, you get to know them a bit more. But then, So I think the lives are smart. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's good. And I feel like people are varying away from YouTube and stuff because they don't have as much of an attention span. They Mm. want the quick videos on TikTok. They, you know, that's like the platform right now. So if you can do the behind the scenes on that app, then people are, it's right in front of them. They don't have to go searching for it. Yeah. Smart, smart. Okay, noted. Maybe <laughs> one day I'll do a live, guys. Yeah, do it, do it. Definitely try it out. I'll have to think of something entertaining. <laughs> I'll be like, this is the dog I live with. <laughs> but that's the thing, it just comes. Like, okay. you don't have to force it. Okay. I think that's when the best content comes. We get the most viewers when we're not trying. We're on the floor laughing about something that we've done. Like, no one, we don't even remember they're there. And that's when the people love to watch. Ah, okay. It's not the stage stuff. Like, hi, guys. This is what I had for breakfast. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a really good way to do it. If if it's something you're comfortable with, then. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. That was good. Um, just jumping back to the brands. Yep. What's it like trying to find brands that you like actually want to promote? And do you say no to a lot of people? Yeah, definitely. I think it's always interesting. Um, you know, brands reach out. Brands... When you start to work with one brand, they'll get in touch with you. Your email's on your profile, so it's very easy for them to find you. Mm. Um, but at the start, like, obviously you have to be proactive about it. So at the start, you you find the brands you want to work with and you find a way, whether it's, you know, you could DM them or find their email and maybe you start doing contra with them, just, you know, gifting and stuff like that. And then the longer you work with them, or the more you of an audience you build, then obviously you'll start to get paid for it. Um, so now the like nowadays, I get a lot of offers, and I just take the ones that I really want and the ones that align with me. But um, obviously, yeah, it kind of just depends on your audience and and what you're promoting. But yeah, all of the brands now come to me, which is really nice. Um, or my managers will get it. I know your managers good. Yeah, my managers yeah. are amazing. Like Aww. they they help me. Well, I could also tell them what brands I want to work with and they'll help me out. But um yeah, most of it they they do all the hard work for me, kind of finding the brands, negotiating and stuff, and then they come to me and say, "Here's the rate. Here's the te- like here's the deadline and yeah. This is what you have to do." Okay. And what are some of the maybe like not so good sides because I was thinking how um well my podcast is a little bit a little bit smaller than your page <laughs> um but like sometimes I'll be like oh my god this got this many views and then another one I'll be like why isn't this performing well and then yeah. you feel sad and I'm like stop thinking about the numbers like 
And then I was thinking, like, I wonder what it would be like if this actually was, like, my income. Yeah. And whether this would fuck with me even more because yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I need these viewers. Like, do you ever yeah. get like that? Um, Not really. Okay. I think, I think I'm very um, – how do I put it? Like, I can detach from it very easily. Like, I post a video and it's posted. I, I couldn't care if it – Oh, of course I care, but you know, I'm I'm not really attached to the numbers. Whether it's got five thousand views, whether it's got five million views. Like I enjoyed recording it, I enjoyed, you know, the whole process. So I just put it out and hope for the best. Um but yeah, obviously not every video is gonna go well. Like it's just how it is. It's never gonna go great every single time. So the more you put out there, the more you realise what you wanna create and what works and then rinse and repeat I think like we me and Nate did one um one dance I think probably over 40 times and it got a million every single time like over a million views and that's because everyone loved it so we just kept doing it until it didn't work anymore <laughs> and sometimes that's what you got to do like change it up but do the exact same thing that you've done and then just post it again I think, like, people underestimate. They'd be like, oh, I've already done it. But do it until it doesn't work anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. If it works, then then you know it works. <laughs> like, people are so um, close-minded, I think. Like, just keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, keep doing it if it's working. Yeah. Okay. That's such a good attitude um, to not be, like, too affected by the, by the numbers. Yeah, I think, like, also because... I've been doing it for a while. I know that it comes back. Just mm. because it's down right now, I'm like, it's okay. Next week will be better. Like, there's no, oh, my gosh, why is it doing this? I'm freaking out. Like, it's, I know that it will come back. It just it goes in waves and you just have to roll with it. If you let it stress you out, then, like, it's just going to take over everything. Oh, do you know what? Everything you just said, I was like, God, that relates to happiness, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, if it exactly. goes out for a little bit, it'll come back. Yeah, exactly. Like comes in waves. It's just at the end of the day, yes, it is my job and my income, but it's only the online world. Do you know what I mean? It's not real life. And I think if if I don't take it too seriously, like what's the worst that's going to happen? I find something else. And that's okay. Like I love it. And I, would, I don't want to trade it for anything. But it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I think I I love it and it's my passion, but also, you know, it's it's not everything. I think people let it take over their lives and they get, you know, a like they get a big head about it sometimes. Like people are like, oh my gosh, I have this amount of followers, like, and but it's just a number. In the real in the real world, are you what kind of person are you? Because if you've got a million followers and you're not a nice person, like, it's it's irrelevant. Like, none of that matters. It's about how you treat people in the real world and how you deal with people in the industry. Same with modelling and all that kind of stuff. You go to a photo shoot. If you if you treat people badly, they don't want you back. Like, people know. Like, work gets around. The industry is so small. And that's another thing is that everyone knows everyone in the industry. Mm. So you find out. You find out everything. So if you be a good person, then, you know, that's that's the name that you're going to have. Or the reputation you have. Yeah. You're just 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this so much. Okay, so you do quite a bit of modelling as well? Yeah, yeah. I It comes in waves. Like, I do modelling, but my 
my main stuff is just social media and online. But yeah, I've done like a few shoots for e-com brands or yeah, all different kind of stuff, lifestyle stuff, kind of whatever, whatever pops up. Yeah. yeah. And you enjoy that? Yeah. It's so much fun. I love modeling. Um it's it's obviously a very hard industry. Same with dancing, modeling, like all of this kind of being in front of the camera or on stage or whatever it is, like it takes a toll on your mental health. Um like I struggled a bit with my eating, you know, obviously I think most models or dancers go through it. Um so yeah. Like thinking that your body needs to look a certain way yeah. for gigs. Yeah, definitely stuff. like body dysmorphia and um, just like, you know, restricting what you eat to look a certain way. But as soon as you can overcome that and learn that it's it's not going to affect anything. If anything, by doing that, it affects your mental health, which affects how you treat people or the way you create your content isn't going to be the same. So you... Yeah, it is a very hard thing, but once it, you know you do get through it. So once you come out the other side, it's it's the best, and I love the industry um, for the most part. But there is a few things that obviously aren't too fun, <laughs> like that side of yeah, things. Yeah, definitely. It's um, yeah. I don't think people. I mean, it's talked about a lot, but there's not a lot of help out there for people I think um who are in the industry like once you're in it and you're doing everything it's like okay great like I'm making this money I'm doing what I love but at what cost Mm. I can imagine it would be quite easy to get like sucked into it as well and not realize yeah definitely you don't realize you definitely don't like I was obsessive over my eating like it was wild I would be training for six seven hours a day at the dance studio and then I'd be running 10 kilometres on the treadmill in the morning and at night. Oh, and then wow. I would be eating the bare minimum and just like on this obsessive kind of pattern. And it was just every single day. Um, but yeah. And you didn't think you were like, that's normal. Yeah, you just don't really realise. Like people tell you like, oh, I don't know if that's too healthy. You're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm so fine. <laughs> um, and then, Are you kidding me? I am epitome yeah, of health. Like, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, when you come out the other side, you're like, oh, yeah, actually probably that wasn't the best thing for me. <laughs> but it's okay. It happens. Yeah, yeah. That's great that you have perspective now and you can be like, okay. Yeah, definitely. Not great, but we can learn from that. Yeah. Yeah, do it the right way. Yeah. That's very important. It's just if you, if you want to look a certain way, just – Work hard and, you know, get a nutritionist, eat the right things. That's a good way of doing it rather than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Just put your microphone a little bit and then up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You're slowly drifting away. Yeah. Um. Also, what made you want to move to the Gold Coast? Was it for just yep, dancing? It was for dancing. So I was, because of my health, I dropped out of school when I was 15, 16. Um, and then I was doing online school and I hated online school. So I left school and I was just doing it because I, I never really went anyway because of my health. So I thought if I can do it online, it's going to be better. So convinced my parents to let me do online school and I would literally do anything but online school. (laughs) I would be learning piano and I would be, you know, doing anything possible 
accept my work. Um, so that was like six months of the year where I just didn't do schoolwork. And then it got to the middle of the year and my dance teacher in New Zealand was like, oh, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, you know what? I'd love to do full-time dancing. She was like, all right, like, let's audition. So she got me in the studio and um, we, yeah, filmed a show reel to send away. And I think the next day I heard back and said that I got in. Oh so it my all gosh. happened very fast. Like, I didn't think I was going to move. Um, and then, yeah, so I said to my parents, if I get into this full-time dance school, can I flag online school? Like I just won't do it and I'll work on my dancing and go travel and dance. But if obviously I don't get in, then I'll do all of my schoolwork in the six months. So they were like, okay, whatever. So um, yeah, I got into this dance school and then get up to move and moved over at 17. And then COVID hit and I was kind of stuck here for like a year and a half. So I literally moved out of home and never returned. So it was pretty wild. Most people move out of home and go back the next week but yeah I was stuck here for a while <laughs> have you been back home since yeah I yeah. have now um but it, there was a solid I think <coughs> year and a half um mm. where I'd literally moved out of home and didn't go back sheesh yeah the borders were closed and yeah they were couldn't go I'm surprised you don't have an accent by the way yeah I lost my accent <laughs> a lot of people think that I put on an Australian accent and I'm like but you know to be fair I did lose it it's actually been over time, but a lot of people said that I started to have an accent like six months after I moved here. So a lot of people are like, why are you putting on an accent? Like, just talk normally. You're like, I am. I promise. <laughs> it's I not an act of, you know, I I couldn't, you know, do it for that long. Oh, you must be one of those people who just pick up accents easily. Yeah. Well, when I moved here, I moved in with Australians, danced with Australians. Like, everything that I did was with Australians. So... I guess it's inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, like, can I, mate? <laughs> yeah, like I talked to my parents like at night on FaceTime. That was about all the Kiwi interaction I had. Yeah. But I used to have the thickest New Zealand accent. Did you? It's wild, yeah. Yeah, I used to have a very thick New Zealand accent. I love a good New Zealand accent. <laughs> <laughs> but your accent's so I good. I don't. I don't. I couldn't. I'm actually glad that I don't have one now. I can't stand it anymore. You're like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry, just jumping right back. Yeah to the conversation we really got distracted there love yeah, it though <laughs> um what's it like having like kind of all this free time well, not free time because you're working but like yep. alone time because a lot of people will go into an office say yep. and have team and they'll be yep. with people all the, the time what's it like having like a lot of alone time um well the thing is I'm not really ever alone <laughs> I I have a lot of time free but I kind of fill it with people I think obviously with my friend Nate who I film with we're filming a lot of the time and then um also Summer I'm with her a lot of the time so in between when I am by myself just try to smash out work and um yeah it's it's hard to well I did struggle a lot at the start with managing myself like trying to get motivated because it's not easy when you're by yourself to to motivate yourself to do it um but yeah I've I've gotten a lot better at that and as long as I get all my work done then I can have a lot of fun as well and my boyfriend um I also he motivates me a lot to work and stay focused so I'll if anything I just go into his office um he has a few on the Gold Coast so I just go into one of them and just sit down and do my work so it's a good place for me to focus 
Yeah, so. somewhere that's not home because I don't really focus at home. I get Me very either. distracted. I get Couldn't the karaoke be. on and anything, <laughs> anything but work. Yeah. The karaoke yeah, on. just put karaoke on YouTube. <laughs> How good like, is karaoke on YouTube? I know. I do that too. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, what else are you going to do in your spare time? Sorry to the neighbours, but. <laughs> That's such a good procrastination tool. I oh, love definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. No, I'm the same. I'm hopeless if I'm at home. I'm like, yeah. I won't get anything done. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. So I, I do like to, if I know that I'm going to have one of those days where I'm in one of those moods, I just go to the office and sit where I have to do my work because there's nothing else there okay I love that so I think there's a massive misconception where people are like oh I thought I really enjoyed doing this thing but I don't feel like doing it and all of this and yep. like people are like I really want to start a podcast but then when I come to it I don't feel like doing it yep. and I'm like guys you're not always going to feel like doing it like no, exactly. sometimes I'll be like oh I don't feel like recording it but then as soon as I start I'm like yeah. love it you yeah. know in the zone do yeah, you relate exactly. to that no that's me with social media all the time okay sometimes I'll just not post for weeks Especially on Instagram. I'm just like, no thanks. I yeah. go in these waves and that's okay. Like you can't be on your A game all the time. No. And there's times where I just don't even want to look at social media so I don't. Mm. Like that's okay. I mean, with me it's, yes, it's my job so I have to do it. I, there's a point where I have to get on there and do it. But there's, yep. you know, you can, if you just turn it all off, that's okay. You just do work later. <laughs> Just do it later. Just do it later. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah. As long as you stay on top of everything. Like, I think. But I'm also good because I don't scroll. Like, I'm very bad. I scroll on TikTok to find trends. But just aimlessly scrolling or looking, I don't. Like, people go, oh, did you see this? Did you see this? Um, no. I didn't, I didn't see anything. So, I think it's good because I'm able to just switch it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also work is there all the time because it's social media it's you never switch it off so it's like you're working 24 7 but also whenever you want Mm. but then if you open your instagram the dms are work dms and you open up your tiktok and it's all to do with work jesus your dms must be blooded all the time yeah they (laughs) they i do miss i'm very bad at dms i'm Bad at DMs. Pretty much the only way of getting a hold of me is text message. Yeah, that's why I asked your boyfriend for yeah. the number. Because yeah. I knew, I was like, yeah, if I message her, she's never going to see this message. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm very slack. It's even just like Snapchat's like two to five business days. Um, <laughs> same with DMs. So the only way to get to me is actually d- even calling. Just, just got to call me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like text messages might even be a few days. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, that's right. You get there in the end. Lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But the funny thing is my boyfriend, like everyone goes through me as well. Like they message me and say, can you get him to check his messages? <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding? I'm like, his manager too. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can't even check my own messages. Oh, no, yeah. you're both very busy. <laughs> Business kings and queens. Yeah. So we love it. We try. Bit of a power couple, one would say. <laughs> so we like to end every podcast with the fast five. Um, yep. I'm just going to ask you five questions and just answer it with whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. Um, but before we go into that, is there anything else you'd like to sprinkle into this podcast? No, I think that's it. <laughs> live your life. Live your <laughs> dreams. Live life. Be happy. Oh. Don't care what anyone else thinks. I think that's a very big one. Just if if I listened to what anyone else thought, I would have never done what I did. So 
just don't worry about what anyone else thinks it's your life you're the only one that's living it so enjoy that's main character energy (laughs) and I'm here for it okay first question I have for you what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given is to not listen to what anyone else thinks I think that is the main one is just yeah I mean anyone else that has a judgment is just jealous so just do what you love and yeah like I think don't also how do I say it like don't let people determine your future like because at the end of the day they're not probably going to be around for your future Mm. we always think people thinking about us way more than what they actually are exactly like people's judgment is very irrelevant and they're only judging because they're jealous or because of they wish that they were where you are so Mm. amen yeah okay what is your favorite podcast to listen to to learn like about life or i listen to like motivational mindset like I love the screaming podcasts, like just those I listen to motivational. motivational yeah, just like the like the speeches. Yeah, like good. if you want to get, it, if you want to be successful, get out of bed and move. Like just screaming at you, I love them. Me it's too. My and they're usually like guys screaming at you, yep. and then I'm like, okay, I'll get up. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Like good. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, that one or gym motivation. If you type oh, yeah. that in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, all of those kind of ones. You've got to work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then there'll be like specific ones. Like when you don't want to get out of bed in the morning. And yes. then it's like, get up. Yes. Um, yeah, those, those are so, so good. And then you actually get to listen to snippets of good speakers and then you can find the ones that yeah. There's sit like well Normally montages. You. Yes. Montages, montages of like five speakers. Yeah. So yeah. they're really good. And then sometimes you can overdo it and you're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, had enough. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, what is one of the biggest regrets you have in your life? Um, it's quite a deep one. Procrastinating. I think that, like, I procrastinate all the time. And I could have done a lot more in a shorter space of time if I didn't procrastinate. Mm. And, like, just be like, oh, but... Uh, I don't want to start, like I'm scared it's not going to work out and just putting it off because of fear. Pretty much it's just always because of fear, fear of failure. So I think if you just go and do it and stop procrastinating about it, like I would have got a lot more done in my time. I think a lot of people, including myself, can relate to that. Yeah, We do procrastinate, don't we? Yeah. And we have to call ourselves out on it. Yeah. <laughs> Very bad, but we just got to pull ourselves out of it. Yeah, as long as you're aware. Because when I'm doing it, I'm like Andy, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or speak to yourself like a child. <laughs> yeah, honestly, mood. <laughs> mood. Yeah. Okay, well, that was number three, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. You're like maybe. Okay. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, go to university. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably. And, like, that's just for me. Like, some people, it's the best thing that they do. And for, for jobs, like, of course, if you want to be a doctor, go. But yeah, if you're please. Just, <laughs> if you're just going for – because you don't know what you're going to do, like, you're not going to figure it out by going. I never went, but a lot of people told me that I should. And I'm so glad that I didn't. 
because I mean I'm still quite young like I'm 20 all of my friends are in uni back home and like yeah they they regret going yeah yeah no so true uni who needs that yeah exactly you'll be fine (laughs) literally you will be fine i mean you didn't even finish school and look at you (laughs) we love exactly i mean it's like i i just got a few years ahead because of it so if anything if you if you use your time well yes then you can get ahead from doing it yeah as long as you're doing something yeah exactly okay so you mentioned happiness before and that um happiness is your aim as as it should be for everyone. Yep. I really am passionate about that as well. So what are some things that, uh, like habits or rituals that you do that help with your happiness? I love sunrise. Like going and watching a sunrise is my favourite. Like I haven't really been as good about doing it lately, but that's one thing that puts me in the best mindset is just going and watching the sunrise and listening to a podcast. Oh. Um, yeah, and then like going for walks at night. Like, me and my boyfriend always go for walks without our phones and just go and disconnect. And that's, like, one of my favourite things as well because, you know, it really gives you a chance just to actually switch off. Um, yeah, and also mm, those are probably my main ones that I really like to do. I like that. Yeah. Connection, nature. Yeah, definitely. That's That's the one thing that, like, technology will never replace is human connection. As you know, everything is evolving and AI is coming, but it can never replace human connection. I agree. Yeah. So much. Oh, you got it all down packed. I really, I really do agree with you though. It's like nothing matters apart from like our connections with yep. people. Because yeah, you can have all the successes, the mansion, the car, but if you have no one to share it with, yep. what's the point? What is the point? Yeah. Boom. Exactly. And I think you figure that out. We've both figured that out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's like obviously still go be a boss queen and do it all. But yeah, also Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. That's like the biggest thing that I've learned is you can have it all. Mm. Like it's not this or that. It's, you know, like I want to be known for the person that's so kind, that has everything but gives everything and that – you know, like I want to be, I want to have everything in the world, but still help like homeless and still be able to give back and do all that stuff. But like, why can't you have it all? Everyone's like, oh, if they're, if they're successful, they're probably snobby. Or if the the nice ones are, are the ones, you know, that aren't so successful, but really why not have it all? And that's the one thing that is like, that's, I guess, one of my goals is to have it all in every aspect. Yes. That's so true. We always think there has to be a trade-off. And I literally was – have you read the book, um, You're a Badass at Making Money? No, I haven't. Oh, well, um, read it or listen to it if you prefer to listen. But it's so good. And they talk about, like, why do you think that you either can be rich or poor and have good relationships? It's like you can have both. It's like Yeah, you can have both. Why are we accepting it? Just because you're going to drive a nice car doesn't mean that you can't go and give thousands of dollars to people who need it. Yeah. there's not one or the other like it's you can have it all and that's exactly what I want to do is I just want to be the girl that has it all yes yeah we love that 
Oh, amazing. Well, I know we've already done five, but the last question I'd like to ask you is if you could embed a habit or a mindset into the listeners' ears that they are going to do, they're going to do it every day, um, whether it's something that they tell themselves or yeah. a habit to yeah. make themselves a better person, what would it be? Get up early because I think if you get up early and start your day right, then the whole day is set out for you. You achieve a lot more. Um, me getting up at 4am is so much more helpful than me getting up at 8 and that's just because I get everything done before the sun's even up and you you're already in the best headspace to start your day so then your day will be better yes I love it yeah because your boyfriend always posts about how he gets up at you know around about four and yep. does his work and I've just got back from overseas so I'm a bit jet lagged so I'm yep. utilizing that yep. and I've been waking up really early doing like a few hours on the computer and then getting to go to see the sunrise and yep. I'm like I get it you've yeah. already gotten so much done <laughs> yeah because then you go and it's seven o'clock in the morning and you're like oh, I've done all my emails I've done everything that I need to do yeah so you're already a step ahead and then you can focus on doing other things in your day yeah rather than having to catch up at eight o'clock and using those two hours it's already the middle of the day so yeah I think getting up early is the biggest one for everyone I think Amen. All right, guys, set those alarms. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I have absolutely loved it. I genuinely feel so re-energized and happy. <laughs> I think getting to know you has been really beautiful and your story is just amazing. And the way you think about the world and, and everything you're doing, I'm so excited to see what you have in the works as well. <laughs> so watch this space. Um, but if people want to follow you on TikTok and Instagram, what are your what are your handles? Yep, it's just alicia.isaac, so A-L-I-S-H-A dot I-S. A-A-C-S on both. Perfect. I'll also put that in the show notes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but thank you guys for listening. If you did enjoy it, feel free to screenshot it, put it on your story and tag us as we'd love to see who is listening. You can click follow on subscribe on whatever platform you're on and leave a cheeky review if you're feeling crazy. And that's enough plugging for today. I'll see you guys next week for another episode. Oh, bye. Bye. <laughs>